Hi there guys, welcome to Grupo Senzala's podcast, I'm Mestre Pedro, and on our third episode, we have another interview with Mestre Gato, where he talks about his early years in Capoeira, and how the relationship grew as time went by. He talks about the first place where he taught, and the people he met along the way. So this is one of my favorite interviews, I really hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. It's very important for me to hear from you so I can make this podcast even better. Your suggestions, your feedback is always be welcome. Regarding the Capoeira Solidaria, we actually managed to raise 500 pounds now. So it's looking great and I'll keep you guys updated. We'll put here on the, on the description all the links if you want to find out more about the project and how you could help. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We are available on iTunes and on SoundCloud.com. Thank you very much, guys. I share. Hi there, guys. We are here in the studio Sanzala with uh, the man on the logo, Master Gato, my father, one of the founders of uh, Group Sanzala. And uh, I wanna I wanna ask him a few things, you know, because he he was there right in the in the in the, just before Capoeira made the massive jump, you know, uh, in popularity in Brazil and then in the world. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you is, um, you know, when you when you when you started Capoeira, you were about 16. Uh-huh. Um, and then after a little bit, you were training. Did you ever think on your early years, on like, you know, around 20 years old, you had any idea that Capoeira would grow the way it did? No, I didn't have an idea like this. No, I was uh, in passion with Capoeira, but uh, in a natural way, it's hard to explain. But... Uh, all the time we were, I was, and my the group, the, the, the guys there were as well, like a, a passion with passionate, passionate, yeah, passionate, but in, in terms of knowing, getting more knowledge, you yeah. know, getting in touch with other capoeiristas, and uh, in order to learn more, and at the same time. I, uh, I always wanted to, to train more, to become better, you know, to feel better in the capoeira. Mm. So I, we didn't have this kind of uh, idea. But at the same time... You mean you're not looking that far ahead, you're just yeah. living in the moment. Yeah, that's right. And then I started teaching uh, when I was like 18. Because you were one of the first people to teach at the, the Catholic University, the PUC, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, At that time, it was like, a, I think it was in, in 60, 67. Okay. I started teaching in, in the Federal University, in Fundão. Fundão, yeah, yeah. And... You know, somebody yeah. else was teaching there before? And then yeah, Mestre Leopoldino was teaching the, the previous year when I, mm-hmm. uh, I started the university. In okay, 1966, yeah. yeah. 
Mestre Purim was teaching there. And so I, I didn't teach at all. But the, the following year, in, in 67, Purim stopped going there. Then I start teaching the other people who stayed there, the, the, his students who were my, my colleagues. Yeah. You know? And Is then I met Nesto. Yeah, we met yeah. Nesto Capoeira. Nesto yeah. Capoeira was trained with Nesto Capoeira and started training with me. And then I bring him to the, to, to the group. To the group there. And at that time we were at Corme Velho. Wow. And Nesto joined the group and became uh, uh, so he received he received the red course straight away or after a, a little while after like uh, six months i think or one year something like this and then and then he became part of the group because at that time in the group the red cord were, were not considered like a a, a master they were just the, the grade that you were using uh, you know they were like a members of the group, okay, you know? yeah, and yeah. then in, in, just later on that it became yeah. a symbol of becoming a master. When and then you in six, and then '67, we 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 started the the, the first time the Birimaljor tournament. Okay, and, and we won, you know, and then that that, uh, that time Capoeira start to 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 grow more, to grow more, to become more visible, you know, we. In Group Sanzar, I started to do a lot of uh, exhibitions and... Uh, and uh, so at that time when somebody received the Red Corps, he wasn't like... Nishtua didn't receive the Red Corps from you, he received from the group or... Yeah, 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 from the group. Okay. So now Nishtua is part of our group, so... Yeah, he, well, he left a while ago, but we still consider... Yeah, but right now, yeah, he, he stayed for four years. Yeah. He left like in '90. Yeah, yeah, 1990. Yeah, yeah. So he stayed there from 67 until... And the history be, behind the, the, the grade. So you had the red cord, all the members used the red cord, and then and then you guys start teaching. And then how did the grades happen? You know, which was the first one? Was it the white you gave? Yeah, the white, yeah. And the, then after the white? The blue. Okay, so then the blue became like a, a halfway to, to become a master. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, to become, a, no, to become a, a, a red cord. A red cord, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and not everybody was teaching, you know. Most of, I think I was teaching uh, Rafael, uh, me, Rafael. Paul, Paul was teaching a little bit. I think no, he wasn't teaching. Okay. And but uh, Rafael, myself, Claudio Danadinho, yeah, mm. and these people. So this, this this time in '67, '67, you 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 took Capoeira for the first time in 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 Puki in a, in, a, in the Catholic University of Rio. Yeah. And then you you also started. Teaching at the the Federal University. Yeah, that's right. And when did you start teaching at the famous uh, place that later Mestre Camisa uh, taught? What was the name of that place in uh, uh, Rio Sul, in Rio de Janeiro? Yeah, Associação dos Servidores Civis do Brasil. Oh, okay, associate. Okay. Yeah, like a... So you were the first person to actually teach Capoeira there, right? Was that yeah, later on? Yeah, actually, it was a, a, an aunt of, of uh, your, your, your mother. Okay. Who, who 
only we used to to work there okay. the school that there was a school there and so she gave me the contact and That's we got a, we got a, that was a little later after 67 or that was about uh, yeah it was like in, in 70 71 I think 71 yeah but did you not did you not left did you not leave the place when you after you married you had to go to Mossoró or something like this. Well, this right? was in, in seventy three. Oh, okay. So I, I when I married in seventy, I I kept working at the university and I took so had, a postgraduate studies there. So at that time you had quite a few students at the time. If you think yeah. about Puki, the yeah, university, yeah, I had a, a, a lot of students. Okay. Yeah. And then, well, anyway, it's interesting to 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 remember that yeah, at that time I had a lot of students, but uh, I used to to work as a uh, a mathematics teacher and uh, and start to to work in some engineering companies like a, a apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apprentice. And and. Uh, and then, at the time mm -hmm. in 60, 68, we we did a show in the theater, and I I, I remember that uh, at that time uh, I got an invitation to to travel with uh, a group of uh, like a, a theater group a theater was group. was doing like an international a tour, tour. Okay. yeah. And they invited me to come. Okay. So I was in doubt because that's if I would accept, probably I would stop my university. My university. Yeah. And at the same time, I started to to have to to date your mom. Okay. And we were very seriously engaged, and so I I thought yeah, if if I go, it would be it would be difficult to to return to to, to this mm. normal life. So I decided not to go and okay. keep doing capoeira, but doing my my profession. So it was yeah. when was the moment that you actually realized that wow, capoeira, you know, it's it's so so strong in me. Uh, this is. Have you ever had that conscious decision? This is what I'm gonna be doing, or just something that you always kept on doing because you liked so much? Yeah, just because I I, I enjoyed a lot and uh, took capoeira. I I got to know different different people, you know the people in the other side of the city, you mm. know, in the the hills, the favelas. Yeah, the doors that capoeira kind yeah, of open. Yeah, and so it was very interesting. The, the show that we did. Oh, the was theater, was there a moment when you you were like, wow, capoeira, you know, like it, it, that it kind of clicked on you, or it was something that came gradually, or. No, all the time was like a, a passion that I had since I was like a teenager, and uh, it was growing. And uh, as I, I I joined the capoeira and, and, and developed the capoeira, okay. I, I I was happy doing that. Okay, but so let's see. Around the seventies, early seventies, you were a very successful. A capoeira teacher, you had already won the Tubin in Baus de Ouro, uh, you had lots of students, 
you also had your your when the question is when did you make that decision of not pursued capoeira professionally like of when did you decide of not to to do capoeira as the main source of income at that time in 68 when people invited me to, to 68 or 69 when i got the invitation to travel mm -hmm. i said no I, i'm not doing capoeira for just a way of life you know and at, at the same time I I realized that uh, I like it so much capoeira that uh, would be hard to sacrifice some some kinds of uh, of uh, like care about capoeira. The to, relationship you had with capoeira. Yeah, to for example to to accept a student that didn't like very much or uh, you know. Yeah. So, so you had to make decisions that yeah yeah. So I decided to to go out. To keep going my my profession and then my profession was attracting me as well you know because through my profession as a civil engineer like a hydrologist i traveled a lot yeah in brazil and i got to know lots of places as well. a lot of places that the doors, normally yeah. i wouldn't uh, never visit but this is really it's really nice because it's something that you know i i have been living professionally of capoeira for almost 20 years and, and it's a fine line that you always kind of, you know, you need to make the money, but also you, you want to be truthful to Capoeira. And, and uh, I remember you, you saying that, that was, and, and this is the fine line that I tried to work on, on, you know, trying to be truthful to Capoeira, but at the same time, trying to make things work, you mm -hmm. know, and I think yeah. that's, a, that's a, 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 a challenge that I think many Capoeiristas uh, uh, are faced with. And uh, yeah, so I think it's, it's really good to see the, 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 from, from the Mestre Gato, his insight and, and how that can relate to, to yourself, your, your relationship with Capoeira, you know. And so that was in the 70s. And after that, you, you at some point, you also had a, 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 an academy, right? Yeah, I, have, I, have, I was teaching. In the, in the first in Corme Velho, uh, where, where uh, uh, Elinho's house, where the famous hall that started to happen. And then we moved to, to the Associação de Servidores Civis, in yeah. Brazil, here, beside the Canecão. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, in, in 73, I got a job that I had to, to travel. Okay. So I, I stopped teaching for a while. Okay. From 73 until 80, I stopped teaching. Okay. And uh, my colleagues in Grupo Senzala, Peixinho, Gil, at the time, Camisa, you know, eh, Preguiça, they, they kept teaching and uh, keep, kept the, the, the growing. Sanzala growing, yeah. But then when you came back, then Sanzala was more was not anymore in one place. They were no, in many places. Uh, actually, it wasn't uh, when I came back. It was in '75. We had to to go out of Canecão, of the Association Servidores yeah. Civis, and uh, and then Peixinho rented a place. Okay, everybody went to their own. And uh, Camila went to another place. Rafael was teaching. At the, the 
yeah, kind of university as well. You okay. know? So that's good. I think it's a, it's a nice insight to 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 document this part of of the of this the, was in '75 of the group. Yeah. And then, but the, for the, I, I came back. I stopped uh, traveling so much because at that time I was in a, in a working as a diver engineer from 73 to 76 and then from 76 I got a job as a, as a <clears throat> like a hydrologist and in consultancy okay. so it was a lot of work as well traveling sometimes but uh, so I, I only when I got a job with uh, Eletrobras was more stable and then I, I returned to teach Okay. You know, this was like in the 80s. Okay. So there you are, guys. This is a little bit of an insight from Mestigato. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, let me know what you think. Any suggestions, more than welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and send your feedback, your comments. I would love to hear from you. And I'll leave you now with one of my favorite tracks, Mestre Tony singing Minha Pelha Negra. Valeu, and until the next time, Axé! Thank you.